0: They did um, Bryce Dallas Howard as like the commander to be like you know I I'm in charge of this I'm responsible for everyone and then you're like oh is she gonna is she gonna die and it's like well so
1: the problem is Bryce Dallas Howard is busy running Jurassic World but Jessica Chastain went out of the ship to go save
0: Matt David. Hey this is David and this is Alon and welcome to I Finally Watched where I finally watched The Martian
1: it's it's kind of surprising how big this movie was that you haven't seen it um is it that I, is it that big um well see the the thing with it is it wasn't just big as far as like box office cuz i think it cleaned up it grossed 228 million off the top of my head um <laughs> i'm sure you didn't look that up <laughs> But it was also nominated for a
0: ton of Oscars. And I will tell you the
1: exact amount.
0: So I I looked it up. Okay, so I know it won the Golden Globe for Best Picture and Best Actor in Matt Damon, but I didn't see it win any Oscars. It didn't.
1: And it was actually surprising to me. So I saw this in theaters, and I loved it. But it was actually really surprising to me the... Oscar Golden Globe love that this movie got. The fact mm-hmm. that it was nominated for seven Oscars, like I could see it, you know, the special effect type stuff is, is obvious. These are the type of movies but I always saw this as more of just kind of a popcorn movie, a very well done one, um similar to, you know, like Castaway. Um and I think those comparisons are obvious. But when it got nominated, I was sort of shocked. You know, kind of happy for it because it's not the type of movie that does. Um, yeah, right. Rewatching it though, like I'm, I'm pretty happy that it was though
0: because it is just such a great movie. You know, you say it's a blockbuster movie, but I kind of associate blockbuster movies with kind of being this uh, very visually compelling and but yet kind of shallow. Like I, I guess like Transformer movies or like you know big blowy up movies. This one seemed a little more like smarter. Like like castaway. Like I could tell it was would have done like better maybe like 15 20 years ago. Um not saying like we had the special effects for that, but just story-wise because I just felt like uh if I'm not mistaken, it's based on a book, correct? Uh yes, I believe so. And the book I believe is like incredibly scientifically accurate to, uh, you know, a hypothetical situation of like, what if we did end up on Mars? Um, and I, I, I like this movie a lot. I think it was like emotionally compelling, but I also thought it was intellectually compelling. I thought it was very, uh, smart and, um, like, uh, meticulous, I guess in the way it's, it, breaks down through the uh, the movie um, time. And yeah, I just didn't, I don't think of it as like a, a blockbuster movie. I think of it as more like, kind of like Gravity. You saw Gravity with Anne Hathaway?
1: I saw Gravity with Sandra Bullock and, Sa- and Gravity with Sandra Bullock
0: is also a blockbuster movie. Damn it, I'm thinking of, um, the Christopher Nolan movie I never saw. Um... You
1: never saw Inner Star. I hate you so much. When I was thinking back on this movie before I started watching it, I just remembered it kind of as a comedy. Like there's a lot of comedic moments, and I think there are more comedic moments than kind of touching moments. I didn't count them out or anything. But watching it again, like I got choked up at several points just because of like how emotional the movie made me and you kind of get sucked into these characters and one thing i really enjoyed is they they treated the movie as if it was like biographical like the way they had the like the names typed out on the uh, well not names just like they typed out like the days uh you know the souls of of each time time passed right and whenever like, like
0: whenever someone was like newly introduced yeah i know what you're talking about yeah they
1: typed out like the uh the head of nasa and the the pr people and all that and I really, I thought that was like a cool touch just kind of to bring some realism to it. Yeah. And just overall, like there's just so many great people in this movie too, just doing like either small parts or big parts, but just like, it's such a huge movie.
0: Yeah, I was just surprised. Like every time they introduce a new character, um, which I I will say like all the characters are very compelling. they're like even characters that are on screen for a short amount of time are pretty fleshed out but every time they they introduce a new character it's like a big actor and i'm like i didn't know they were in that movie like i didn't know sebastian stan was in that movie even though he's not a very you know uh huge part in it or i didn't know uh, donald glover was in the movie or i didn't know um i i knew jeff daniels but like Chris. wig Kristen Wiig. Yeah. Kristen Wiig was another surprise to me. And um, they were all like really phenomenal. I will say what I also really liked. Benedict about the- Wong. Benedict Wong. Yeah. Benedict Wong. Uh, I will say another thing I really liked about the movie is that there wasn't really like a bad guy. I I feel like in a lot of these movies, especially like Ridley Scott's other movies, the alien uh, Prometheus sort of types is that there's always like an evil crew member or or that kind of trope like someone's putting a wrench in, in the works and uh, I'm really glad they just stuck to the point like, you know, he is, stranded, on Mars and that is enough to motivate the entire plot of the movie and um, and I and I really like that about it you know there wasn't a weird side plot or any of that dumb shit
1: when the movie starts one thing that i noticed pretty quickly is that there is not a lot of exposition and the only like issue i saw with that is you have to build these relationships with the other crew members and matt damon and they you know they try and do that in like 30 short seconds and I sort of just buy into it because it's like a very entertaining movie, but I feel like they could have maybe been a little done a little bit more with that. But I honestly, I love the fact that they just within five minutes of the beginning or something like that, he's stuck on Mars by himself and we're just off. And this is a, the, the version you and I watched, I think was the extended version, which was like two and a half hours, but the movie is paced so incredibly well. And goes by so quickly because it's so entertaining that it feels like you know hour forty five. Like it's just the way that they keep the story moving is makes it so watchable and so easily digestible. But at the same time, like
0: entertaining and just great. Well, I think one of the one of the things that you know does that for the movie is Matt Damon, and it's very lucky they kind of set up this thing where it's like he has to talk in the vlogs because. Honestly, if you're just alone by yourself, why would you talk out loud that much, right? So they kind of set up this whole vlogging thing where it forces a lot of uh, exposition, at least towards like, you know, what he's doing, what he's actively doing while he's on Mars. Um, I just want to go back to what you said about like not enough exposition on the relationship between the crew. I think you're specifically talking about when they uh nasa allows the crew to finally talk to him right and no no, you're not
1: i was talking about the beginning the first two minutes of the movie there's no exposition which develops their friendships with each other i mean the most you get is sebastian stan says my friend just died i don't want my commander too and then there's like this witty repartee before that with Um, Michael Pena and Sebastian Stan and Kate Mara and Jessica Chastain and the German guy whose name I don't know in real life. Um, But they try and build that up super quickly. And I, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm just kind of pointing it out, but I'm fine with it because I love the fact that the, the exposition is done so quickly. You get into the movie, it's a long movie and you need to get into it quickly. And then, like you said, with the vlogs, um, you can't just have Matt Damon doing a castaway where he's like barely speaking, like Tom Hanks, because Matt Damon's so compelling and charismatic because of his talking, and you know, Tom Hanks is obviously. But the the video journals are such a great way to give him like those comedic moments that I think work real well.
0: Yeah, and you know they they do try to you know kind of give you a relationship status for everyone in the beginning, but I think more so towards, like, the middle end of the movie, um, they, I, I think they're just trying to kind of drop it here and there through the movie. I I, I especially remember the part where they NASA finally lets the crew talk to him and Michael Pena's character's, like, you know, um, it's awesome without you here. You know, of course, we have to do your chores, but it's just botany, so, like, who gives a shit? And, you know, like, that kind of, like, um, you know trash talk back and forth I think that establishes like this really casual relationship between him and the rest of the crew and then in the end you Kate Mara and Sebastian Stan have this like romantic relationship but it's hinted at through like small looks and you know feels and stuff until they actually you know kiss through the helmet which I thought was sweet but they do build up these relationships but like you said not all at once all at the beginning um and i really like it spread out
1: no oh, yeah i agree and they the relationships they also build are in, within nasa and you said that this movie was really well researched and that's i think you're the one that told me this before that they worked hand in hand with
0: nasa which makes sense because there's like either nasa or like past o- astronauts and scientists yeah it's like incredibly accurate
1: but the the relationships between like uh kristen wigg who's the pr person and um i know how to say his last name it what's yeah, yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and jeff daniels like those relationships and then benedict wong
0: and sean bean
1: sean bean which my favorite my favorite Part is when someone makes the the Lord of the Rings reference that he like helps explain it. And Eldron, yes, so, yes. Um, but like all of those interconnected relationships, that, you know, there's two side by side stories. Well there's really three once, but there's you know Matt Damon, there's the crew, and then there's NASA on the ground. And I think all of those three stories are developed so well and yet the movies moving so fast and covering so much that you never get bored with one particular part of it.
0: Right. I think if it was just all Matt Damon, like the whole movie was Matt Damon, even with the vlogs and the talking, it's a type of movie that towards the end of it would just feel really slow and kind of aggravating to get through. But you're right. The the fact that it cuts to these like dynamic characters doing these um, things and all of them being so different, but, uh trying to accomplish this one goal which is to get him home essentially um is is incredibly well done i i guess this would be like a part where we would talk about the the parts that we didn't like so much i didn't really have a part where i didn't like um cuz most of these movies i feel like would create this like unnecessary happenstance or, you know, person that that would like come in, in the last like two thirds of the movie and, you know, fuck everything up. But it was the environment that kind of did that, um, which to me being invested in his character, when uh, the, I don't know, the air pressure tank blew, that was so freaking disheartening for me. Potatoes. Yeah. I just like. Ah oh man.
1: Well, yeah, but the problem was he was just he was doing too well at that point. Right. Um. Yeah, I think he, he even says right before that, and they do a couple of moments. One where uh, where uh, Jeff Daniels and uh, the assistant, I think it's Mackenzie Davis who plays her. Yes and uh she kind of discovers that he's still alive there and they're talking about it and then i think it was uh edge who's just like what can he be going through right now he's he's, he's just got to be like psychologically killing him <laughs> and then it's just playing the the disco music um but then the uh what are we talking about oh yes but then when he uh is has the potatoes going and he's like explaining like you know i have enough potatoes to last me and they just keep going and going like you know he he kind of makes it seem like he could live there forever almost and then he says that's assuming nothing goes wrong and you just like no and then like cut to the next scene there's a rip in like the side and everything's right. gone
0: well i guess like if i'm gonna be like really really nitpicky that is kind of like cheesy right you're gonna say oh what can go wrong and then immediately something goes wrong um but well, it it didn't bother me that much
1: you know. no and then the other part that i think you can kind of point to um they send off the first rocket to go rescue him jeff daniels decides to uh, skip all the inspections because like you know what are those inspections ever fine and then it turns out that like some cans of food liquefied and was shaking too much and blew up the rocket, which like led me to believe like, like, or just ha- put the thought in my head and you know I've always thought this way. But like, if you go to Mars, like the calculations that need to be right in order to survive, like anything, any one little thing that isn't thought of or miscalculated and like, you're just dead and very quickly, like, he was like, in the scene where I thought of this, he was like getting coffee. And I was like, what if they just didn't take into account like the heat
0: of the coffee machine? You know what I mean? Like just... Right, well, he was even saying when he was starting his own like atmosphere with the rain, he was like, oh, I didn't take into account the my own oxygen that I was breathing. And that blew up in his face, literally. And yeah, exactly. The, the scenes that really like make me nervous are when he's like untethered and he's just walking through the planet. And I was like, if that was me, I would have so much anxiety all the time, knowing that there's no one, like I'm the only person. Oh, uh, it's just like. And even though
1: you're the only person on Mars, you're still like, if you like hear a noise, you're like, what the, what is that? <laughs> like, is right, there? <laughs> right. I know no one can be here, but the, uh, the only other scene I can point to that was like a little, like, Whatever was when the rocket blows up after they skip the inspections, and then uh, and Benedict Wong just is like the one given the line to just say, "Well, my uncle Tommy in China has given us another shot." Just like totally like Davis Ex Machina, Um, this other country has this super rocket that will just cut out all the time we like we wasted, and uh, we can still save him. Um, But it's like, who gives a shit? It's just like so entertaining that those
0: things don't really bother me. Well, I mean, it's kind of amazing where this like U.S. astronaut gets lost in space and it becomes like the whole country's or not, the whole world's ordeal. Like people from the U.S., China, uh, Mongolia, France, whatever, they're all rooting for him.
1: Yep, the the Mongolians were very invested <laughs> in the story. There's a Mongol.
0: There's a there's a country called Mongolia. Don't even fuck with me. Um, no, I'm just I'm just saying you
1: chose like the country north of China to be like the other one. You couldn't you couldn't think of a country.
0: The point is, is that it becomes this like united front for like all the countries rooting him on, which that kind of had me going emotional when everyone's cheering that he's finally made it. And I was like, damn, it's good. It's really good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. It was really good. I, um, I w- when the whole world was watching like, the rescue mission at the end, it did make me think like, if this were real life, like I couldn't watch that. I absolutely like, would not watch that because I would just assume he's going to die. Well, they like didn't I
0: have th- like a live video feed. It was just like a transmission.
1: Yeah, I think they could hear everything, though.
0: Yeah, but they can't. They
1: couldn't see it. Fine. Okay, I would turn off the audio. <laughs> that's but not I'm what just... I
0: mean. That's not what I mean. I mean, like, I think if you were able to see it, it would be very, like, I, I don't think I would be able to watch something like that if it was happening in real life. But just hearing the audio, I don't think that's as, as bad. I guess if something does go wrong. Yeah, I still couldn't do it. I, uh, I still. Um.
1: And then one thing before, because I feel like we're getting pretty close to just talking about the ending, but, and I don't know if you agree, but my favorite character in the movie is Jeff Daniels. Mm. He's given some of like the best lines. My favorite part of the movie is after they figure out that uh, Watney is still alive, Matt Damon, and he does the press conference and they're like, "Um, how did this happen? Uh, We're looking into it. Like, what are you going to do? We're working on it. Um, How did this happen? Are you going to resign? And he's like, no
0: no <laughs> yeah nope <laughs> no, no. <laughs> moving on um, i i think one of my favorite characters is Donald glover just kind of his real like eccentric nerd type of demeanor he's like i really love the the scene where he like takes the stapler and he's like okay this is what we're gonna do jeff daniels you stand here your earth and then he's like just takes him and then um he's like and that's how it's gonna go and jeff daniel looks at him and he's like get out he's like yeah yeah
1: (laughs) well yeah and if you think about it too like he has this epiphany he does all these calculations he then uses the supercomputer he then i believe flies from wherever he's located to uh i think it would be houston um in this case
0: it wouldn't wouldn't be it wouldn't be florida it wouldn't
1: be i don't think so i think they said houston okay um and uh all for jeff daniels just tell him like we're not doing your idea even though they do end up doing it but just like in in his head just like to get kicked to the curb right away like no we're not doing that that's stupid
0: yeah but it was uh was actually really smart i really liked his plan so i'm glad i'm glad that's that's the way it it went down um i mean what else are you gonna do right but i i do want to talk about before you get to the very very end I do want to talk about the 7th 7 month skip where they the crew um what are they called Aries 4 crew
1: um, They were in the ship the Ur- no, Hermes, right? The Hermes, Hermes is the ship. I think they're Aries 3. Aries 4 is the one that he was going to try and meet up with him. Oh, okay, crater. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You're right. So Anyways, when they slingshot it around and they like successfully were like, "Hey, we're gonna add five hundred and thirty something days to your trip," and just like without skipping a beat, they were like, "Yep, yep, we'll do it." You know, yeah
1: that that is the scene that like really choked me up because just like the conversation around the table and just like I think it's like a I think it's something that if you are like an astronaut, most of them probably would sign up to do like the camaraderie you would have, but just like, yeah, really got to me.
0: Well, another part that got to me is where he decided to finish their mission, which, which they had to like early abort because of the storm. And he was, and they're like, what is he doing? Because they could see the satellite images of him moving slightly. So he doesn't make sense what he's doing. And then they're like, holy crap, he's, he's finishing the mission. That had me like kind of like rooting for him more.
1: Well, and then, too, I, I like the, the setup of, like, communicating with him, how they, like, had to do it with, like, pictures that took a, took a photo, like, every 32 minutes, and so then he used, like, I forget what the language was, but, you know, where he only needed, like, 10 characters, and he could do it with numbers, um, and especially when they asked for a photo, and then he does, like, the worst photo possible, and Kristen Wiggs like, I can't use this, what is he doing? Like, why are you trying to make my job so impossible?
0: He was wow. the Fonz, yeah. Um, but the, the thing that I thought as far as like the Mars stuff was cool and the zero gravity stuff was cool, but the CGI play that I thought was incredible was after that seven-month skip, after they successfully slingshotted, was the, um, how skinny he was, how skinny they made him.
1: Right, and you could tell upon rewatch, like I could I could not tell, like it looked, it looked fine, but his, his face obviously didn't look that skinny in most of the shots. Right. And also you could tell when they're like, all right, well, he's going to be in a suit for most of this, so we don't have to waste too much money on the CGI. We'll do a couple here and there, and then we're going to get him in a suit, and we don't have to worry about this anymore.
0: The only time that they kind of like really leaned into it, and I thought they did it super smart, And if I'm wrong, anyone who's listening can tell me I'm wrong. But when he's sitting down profile, and you could see like midway his chest and up, and he has a towel over his neck, I'm pretty sure what they did is they spliced it at the towel. So it was a different actor who was that kind of like really skinny lower. And then they put in uh, Matt Damon's head for the top and the towel was like a really good barrier for it i just thought it was like a super cool and like good like easy not easy because i don't know the dynamics of cgi but it was a good trick to like make those two separate but one using the towel
1: right no yeah i think i think it was done fairly well and then you know there's a lot of like you said earlier this movie is meticulous but there's like a lot of of scenes that just have to be in there, but aren't maybe the most interesting. And I think they do a good job of kind of like getting us through those. Like the seven month skip is obviously like necessary because, you know, it was going to take 10 months for them to get home from Mars. And so once they speed up and Slingshot, it's like another seven months to get back. And then, but the journey too, from like the, is it the hab to like the crater that he has to get to, I think yeah. they do a good job of one kind of making it, I don't know how scientifically accurate, but you said this movie is, but just it was easy to under, understand for us, like, oh, that makes sense, where he takes the uh, the solar panels and hooks them up and then rides during the night and then recharges them during the day. Um, I think right. they do a good job of ex- showing those things, explaining them, and yet not making them boring.
0: Yeah, I think a great part of this movie is showing and explaining a bunch of scientific mumbo jumbo but still keeping you know the average joe really compelled um another thing i really liked is that they didn't show anything about the journey back you know even though at the end they were like hey if we use you know 70 some odd percent of the oxygen we'll only have 20 percent, but we'll only need 20 percent, and that won't be a problem unless something goes wrong and it's like oh jesus are they gonna show us something like that but it's like they get him in it's fine cut to he's back on earth right um well and when i was watching this movie
1: and this this leads into the end um we're you know they're slingshotting back around and i'm watching it with my wife and i was like you know what I don't remember how this ends and she's like well I do and I was like yeah but I just I don't remember if anyone dies so mm. because I, I was thinking like the tone of this movie to me doesn't work if the entire crew goes back and one of them dies saving Matt Damon exactly now, perhaps if one of them was like an a-hole who was like begrudgingly wanted to go back or like he was kind of a jerk to Damon beforehand. And then he has this turn where he becomes a good guy and he saves Matt Damon and sacrifices himself. Right. Like if they just have these like five amazing people go back to save Matt Damon and one of them dies instead, I was
0: like, that movie doesn't work. It it doesn't make any sense because why, why would, why would the movie exist if it was like, Oh, we're going to go back and save one guy but we're going to lose one guy in return. It's like, it, it falls apart at that point, which for me being the first time watching it, I was never scared of anyone dying because I'm like, it, it, it would be a bad movie. And I wouldn't get the accolades if it, if it fell apart that way. The only time, I will say though, the only time I was scared is for some reason they made Sebastian Stan, like the character of yep. the most to lose. The most to lose, and then when you knew he was safe, they did um, Bryce Dallas Howard as like the commander to be like, you know, I I'm in charge of this, I'm responsible for everyone, and then you're like, oh, is she gonna, is she gonna die? And it's like, well, no. so
1: the problem is Bryce Dallas Howard is busy running Jurassic World. But Jessica Chastain went out of the ship to go save Matt David.
0: I'm going to get crucified <laughs> mixing up actresses that look similar. Uh, I'm going to cut all this through.
1: You absolutely can't. But what I, the, the the very ending, like when he's. Jessica Chastain and Bryce Dallas Howard are
0: literally looking the same okay
1: let it go buddy just let it go let me correct you it'll be funny it's a great cold open um the the getting once he gets to the crater and he finds the the ship that's which i like the explanation of nasa likes to send things ahead of time just so they you know whatever like doing their work ahead of time but once they explain to him all the stuff he has to take off this ship and then they're like oh the top part which you're going to replace with a a, a tarp Weighs 400 pounds in and of itself, and I was like, How is skinny Matt Damon going to lift 400 pounds? Like, that's the probably most unbelievable part of this movie is that (laughs) he would have the strength to do that.
0: He used his Um, back, David. He used his
1: back. I saw him, yeah, he lifted it with his back. I'm just no, honestly,
0: that was one of my favorite scenes where he had to completely deconstruct that thing. I love that. I, my more than that,
1: I liked when they explained it and they had a miniature version of it and they. We're pulling all the parts out and just like, oh, if he takes this out and this out and this out, like, NASA has a dude who, while they're trying to save some guy's life, you know, thousands upon thousands of miles away, we're gonna build a replica for this thirty seconds so we can show you what we have to take out of it.
0: I mean, it's NASA. I'm I'm pretty sure they have models of all their ships already. But uh... and then the very end when Jessica
1: Chastain pops out to save the day. Mm-hmm. Because like I was saying earlier, like you can do all of this work and just be off. They were 300 meters away from him. You know, they had to make these adjustments and still in the end, 300 meters away from him. And I love how he brings up like, hey, why don't I just, I can become Iron Man. I'll cut my glove. And they're all like, that's the stupidest idea ever. And in the end, like he has to do that,
0: (laughs) like to survive. Right. I thought what was kind of dumb is like, shouldn't he have gotten out because when he cut his glove it like shot him back into the hole of the ship i was like shouldn't you shouldn't he have like jumped out and then cut his glove then he could have been more directionally or like cut both of his gloves and then he would have the left and right steering power but maybe he would have lost like more oxygen that way yes
1: and then one like i in theory agree with you but if he cuts his glove when he's out and he's facing it the wrong way or whatever he might get shot back you know into the atmosphere of mars (laughs) and it's just like now i gotta i gotta start growing potatoes
0: again i'm pretty sure if you got shot back into the atmosphere of a planet you would burn up immediately um the suits are designed fairly well the 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 balls on the writing of this movie it's like yeah we're gonna reference lord of the rings we also have sean bean in our movie yeah we're gonna reference iron man we also have Sebastian Stan and Benedict Wong in our, in our movie. And I was like, it's cool, but it does take you out of the movie a little bit. Knowing the actors and knowing the movies kind of is like, I see what you did there, but like now it like bounces me back into reality a bit.
1: I think, but in a movie like this with so many huge actors, like I'm always just seeing this as like, I'm never going to see Matt Damon in something. I, guess, I mean, maybe Born. But you, I always just see him as Matt Damon. He's a great actor, but you know, what I mean, he's just so famous that it's it's hard to not see him as himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, like, I I, enjoy, I didn't I didn't make the Iron Man connection, but I did obviously talk about the Lord of the Rings connection. But I don't know. I thought those were just I thought they were just funny.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a good movie, regardless. I mean, like you said, you know, you, you know who Matt it's surprising how many like really well-known people they use in this film. Um, they must've thought that the writing was just like so incredible. It's like, oh, we'll have really like well-known faces, but that won't take away for how incredible this movie is overall. And you even have Jessica Chastain in this and Interstellar, you know, connecting the two.
1: And my last point before we wrap this up, it's a, it's not a, it's not a nitpick of the movie, but of the NASA controls people. Like quit cheering so early.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Right.
1: Like you already saw a rocket blow up and then they start cheering when Watney says he's ready to shoot off. It's like that's not the that's not the end game of him just being ready. There's like a lot of steps in between. Maybe like cool it a little bit until he's like at least in the Hermes.
0: Yeah. I like I like what entices him. He's like, yeah. Fastest man in, in space. That, that sounds cool. And I'm like, yeah, that does sound really cool. Also, not dying on Mars. Well, it's just, you know, like you said, the, the film is full of humor, mostly coming from Matt Damon. And uh, one of the, like, the later things that he says, it was like, no, I'm going to shoot my, you know, cut a hole in my glove and shoot myself up into space because I want all the memorabil- uh, memorials to be about me you know? <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Just such a great movie.
0: Um, Yeah. You know, and so as, you know, intellectual and like thought provoking and funny this movie is, it, it also is a movie that has a lot of heart. I know like I'm an hour and a half into it and my girlfriend sits down and starts watching it with me for the last hour and you know her and I both are starting to tear up at the end where he finally you know makes it in and it's like you know she wasn't as invested as someone who watched it from the beginning but the way it's written and how compelling the characters are really and truly makes you care for what's happening to them and um for that it's it's really enjoyable and um I think uh I think it's a movie that I can easily watch again just because I'm that interested in the characters.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's uh, when you first like watch this movie, you can maybe look at it a little shallowly Um and just take it for like, it's comedic and it's entertaining and this and that. But There is like a lot more depth to it. And so, um, Yeah, uh, upon rewatch, really loved seeing it again. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. This is David. And this is Alon. And I finally watched The Martian.